When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. A big part of this Dame Lillard trade that is awfully difficult to take is the reaction of the Miami Heat fans. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Listen, I'll speak specifically about our friends Amber Wilson, your former partner, about Evan Cohen, but Heat Nation as a whole somehow feels like the world has it out for them. And yes, I don't particularly care for the Heat because of the arrogance level of Heat fans and Heat culture and all that stuff, but I can't argue with what the organization has done over the years. But when they don't end up with Dame Lillard in what was a foregone conclusion, they have nobody but themselves to blame, Joe. They have nobody but themselves to blame because they acted in, the organization did, in a very arrogant fashion. It's our package is good enough to get it done, and if it's not for you, well, then we'll just wait you out. They did, and they lost. And I've heard an awful lot of complaining about how the package that the Blazers ended up taking was so inferior to Tyler Hero and what Miami was offering that the Blazers must have made this trade out of spite because they got annoyed in this whole process with the Heat. Dear God, get over yourselves. You are absolutely proving our point of arrogance. If you think that it was just screw the Heat, we're not making this trade because of that. Is this really an arrogant fan base? I'm not saying it to defend or accuse. I'm just curious. I I mean, and I say this with love because if I was in this situation, I would be arrogant as well. But Boston has been a very arrogant fan base for quite some time because of all the success they've had. The Red Sox, the Bruins, the Patriots, the Celtics. They've had so much success. You see them at the parade, the, the kid with like the 10 years of life and this is my 12th parade, things like that. And we all hate them for it because we're jealous. We wish we were Boston. Is Miami really viewed as that arrogant of a fan base? I think with the Heat specifically, they have become that over the last Well, I wasn't years. accusing Marlins fans of being arrogant. Let me be very clear there. <laughs> it wasn't something like that. Yeah. But we think the Heat fans have become arrogant. Now, are they always arrogant, or is this just something that because they made the run to the finals last year, we're coming off it, and we feel as if since we just dealt with it, it, it encompasses no. them as a whole? No, this has been going on for a long time. The, the, the heat culture thing is nothing really? new. That's gone on for a long time. Get out of your Vegas buggle, bubble. <laughs> That's I what mean, I would say. There's a lot of people that want me out of my Vegas. I like my Vegas bubble. I, don't I like blame my. You. I like I my no state you. taxes. I like my warm weather. I like my very. <laughs> it's a very casual way of living here. People don't dress up all that often, except for fancy events. Neither here nor there at the moment. Okay, I never really found them to be that arrogant. I found I, I've always been a fan of heat of the heat culture concept because well, I like that. I like reading business books. I like reading leadership books. I like reading about how 
companies, teams, entities, build themselves up, conduct their business, and then have success. I want to learn from those types of people. So I love the way the Heat have gone about their business. I I, I did find them to be a little arrogant last offseason, or or last postseason, I should say. And I remember Amber and I got into it when I predicted that the the Nuggets would win by more than two and a half games in the series. So I was predicting that they'd win in five or a sweep. And, you Mm -hmm. know, she gave me a bunch of grief. I ended up being right. But, you know, I'm not not one to gloat. I'm not one to... (laughs) stand on all my successes I'm a simple man with simple pleasures i'm eating old rotten cereal right now believe it or not again something we can discuss at a different time i just never thought of them as that arrogant of a fan base you are very much fired up about all this well because i have seen it a lot you're in the new york area here but i also it, it, you listen to them talk about you know heat versus Knicks and all that stuff and listen i will never argue with what the heat have done as an organization It's been amazing. It's been spectacular. And even beyond getting LeBron and the whole group there, they always seem to make the most out of what they have to work with. But listen to Evan from this morning, okay? Listen to this rant from our buddy Evan Cohen on Unsportsmanlike regarding the heat and the pure disrespect that's being shown to them across the board. I understand why people today would write them off. Be my guest. I get it. It's understandable. It hurts. They swung and missed on Dame Lillard, and they missed in a huge way. They missed Carlos Beltran, Adam Wainwright-style 2006 NLCS <laughs> Mets and Cards. That's Brutal. how badly they missed, okay? Brutal. But the reality is, doubt them at your own risk, okay? Because this is a franchise that you should trust. This is a franchise that you should believe in. And I absolutely believe in Pat Riley. I absolutely believe in Eric Spolstra and Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. And I have no reason to think just because they're down now that they're out. You want to count them out? Be my guest. Because in June, they will be there. Uh, All right. I'll count them out in that regard. That's that's ludicrous. You're a nice story. Miami's a nice story when they rise up as an underdog and they win, but they don't win championships. That era's over. That that LeBron big three era, that was a championship era. This isn't a championship era. This is just a competitive team. You're not winning the East, and if you do, you're not winning the finals. Need need we remind Miami fans that you got waxed, absolutely waxed in the finals. You weren't close. That team killed you. That was like people talking about how the Lakers were close. No, they weren't. They got waxed in the Western Conference Finals. There's There's getting to the finals, and then there's getting blown out of the finals. Miami wasn't close. This year is not going to be them. I I have no problem doubting them this year. When it comes to a championship, they're not winning it. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Not only did you not get Dame Lillard in all of this, but the talk was there about how amazing a player Tyler Hero was, and in this trade, the, the basically the Blazers should be thrilled to be getting Tyler Hero because you don't understand how good of a player he is. We do. And, and the heat evaluation of the situation is far superior to what anybody else would do. Okay, that's fine. You're going to get Tyler Hero the opportunity to go out and prove that he is that level of player as opposed to the level of player that was 152nd in offensive efficiency this year because that's the player that he is. I mean, if you if you want to get caught up in all of that and the heat superior evaluation – that's fine. I'll stick to some numbers that are, you know, actual facts. Listen, <laughs> Miami has a nice little team, but you also got weaker this offseason 
when you lost Max Struess, when you lost Gabe Vincent, your shooters are gone now, and I'm sure they'll develop some others. Caleb Martin's a good player, but let's let's not pretend that the league is out to get you, that everybody is out to get you. That's not what this is. Your team screwed up because they were too arrogant to think that Dame Lillard, in saying he was going to go to Miami and nowhere else, that that was a lock. That was a lock. Well, you got nobody else to blame but yourselves, the fact that you don't have them. And they do tend to whiff on superstars quite a bit. How much of this, and this is all wonderful to listen to, by the way. I want to be very clear. I'm enjoying this thoroughly. How much of this is rooted in just cold, hard data and facts? And how much of this is just the fact that you tend to work here at ESPN with a couple Heat fans? Like, how much of that is, how much of of those people is driving this rant? No, I I get a lot of it on Twitter, too. I get a lot of, I I, I do From these people at ESPN, like Amber and Evan, or just, just Twitter people, just people on Twitter? Not like when, whenever I give, listen, I don't particularly care for the heat. And so I get that kind of a response, but I I also have facts to back it up. I mean, player impact rating, Tyler Hero, 92nd in the league. Good for you. Great player. Why Why are you so banged up about the heat? You said you don't care for much to begin with. What is it that got uh, you to that because, point? Because it, come, and it comes with fan bases that are like this. It's why I don't really care for the Cowboys. When you're an arrogant fan base, I don't care for you. Especially when you don't have things to necessarily be arrogant about. The Heat have done an amazing job. I can't argue with them as an organization. But don't, don't you get tweaked by that kind of a response from well, people? So I I look at the fan base and I say to myself, I know they got on the train with the Florida Panthers last year, but by and large, hockey's not going to resonate all that much. And that's not just Miami. That's a lot of places. That's going to happen in any town. Right. Right. So there's that. Then on top of that. It's been really since Pat Riley went to the heat. It's really been that. What I'm getting at is between the Panthers, which isn't going to resonate much, the Marlins, who haven't done anything in forever, the Dolphins, who haven't done anything in forever, the U, which was a once proud institution and has fallen on tough times. They haven't been relevant in forever. Like this is their team in Miami. This Mm -hmm. is their one team that tends to rise up to give them something to cheer for. And when you have that and you suffer through everything else you have to watch, you're probably going to go a bit overboard when you have these runs because they're all bought into the fact that they're this underdog story, right? The little engine that could in Miami, Florida, which if you've ever been to Miami, not a whole lot of underdog down there. Underdog towns are towns like uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, not Miami, Florida. I'll tell you another reason why I don't care for the heat either. (laughs) They ruin basketball. Oh, wow. They they absolutely ruin basketball. You know, listen, if they could, they would go out there and score 40 points and beat the daylights out of you and play like it was 1993. If they could. You need some some versatility. You can't have everyone playing Golden State and Phoenix-style basketball. You need some versatility in the NBA. You're right. I love watching. I am not going to stand with that. I can't get enough of watching 75-74 games. You don't have to like it. I agree. But I don't (laughs) want every single team in the NBA to play exactly the same way. No, I I just want them to. Different types of styles. I just want them to entertain me. I I don't want to watch teams just beat the daylights out of one another and, you know, get up in each other's face all the time so they can't score. That's all. 
I, okay. I don't think that's a lot to ask. So you're, you're making this out like this is purely personal on my part, a personal attack. Some of it is, I no, know, for a fact. No, I wouldn't say that. None of, none of this is personal. I wouldn't call it personal, no. I would say it's more of, listen, is some of my anti-heat uh, feelings rooted in this? And not really. Not really, because there. I just watched the last three months play out. I just watched Woj tell us two months ago, this could take a couple of months. They don't love the deal that's being presented. And the Heat saying, we're not changing the deal. And they just automatically assumed that they were going to get him. So to me, when you operate with an arrogance and you get smacked in the face, that's not a bad thing. All right. That's all. All right, I can understand it. I'm glad you're enjoying it. <laughs> you don't get bothered by, by fan bases or, or people that are arrogant about their team sometimes without reason to be? I would be. It's a reason inclined. why I hated the Yankees growing up. I, yeah, I'd be more inclined if they won, though. They don't win. Like, they don't win. But they, they win, win. Like, they do things, though, that drive you and say, like, they'll, they, they end up being an eight seed, and the next thing you know, they're in the finals because... I'll, I'll, they play I'll, that level of defense. I'll put it very succinctly, very succinctly for you. I am a born and raised Philadelphia 76ers fan. Mm. I have so many problems on my own plate. I yeah. cannot <laughs> worry about what's going on elsewhere. It is a train wreck on top of a plane crash on top of the Titanic every season with the 76ers. So if Miami's got something to say, I- I'm sorry. I just don't have time for it. I'm not sure if everyone's getting traded. I'm not sure if we're getting past the second round this year. I have no idea what's happening. I have so many of my own problems. I can't judge other so fan bases. There, and I worked, in, in, I worked in the Bay for six years. Yeah. I showed up in San Francisco the year the Warriors started that dynasty. I saw what it's like to be a winner. I was around. I was in the parade. I got to be a part of all that. And I'm still a Sixer fan. And it kills me. Carl yeah, uh, 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 kills me. Just, just lastly, there's not one team that you hate. Uh, oh yeah, in football, I mean, I hate the Cowboys. I, j- yeah. I hate the Cowboys, but I just okay. hate the Cowboys. That's the thing. The whole entity. It's not the fan base or anything like that. I just the cockroaches in Dallas. I, 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 I can't have it, and that's just part of being an Eagles fan. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Here's what you've learned. I enjoy other people's suffering. When, <laughs> when they are arrogant, I enjoy them getting smacked in the face. That's all. All right. We are presented by Progressive. As I said, save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. I just got the very passive-aggressive. All right. Enough. Yeah, that's what we just got there from Joe. Speaking of the Cowboys, they better win on Sunday. That's all I'm saying. It's next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Prescott looking. Now he's throwing in the end zone. It's intercepted. Kazir White intercepted it on the pass to the post and takes a knee for a touchback. Obviously, we're disappointed, but this is part of the journey, part of the humbling component of the National Football League. There's nothing I enjoy more than the home broadcast when something goes wrong <laughs> against your team. That's Brad Sham calling on the Cowboys Radio Network. Um, and I like Brad, Brad Sham's great broadcaster. But, you know, like you can always tell when the Cowboys have done something poor. It happens with a lot of teams. It happens with me when things go against Rutgers sometimes. Absolutely. It does. but And it's intercepted. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very casual. <laughs> It's Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series XM, Channel 80. Cowboys and the Patriots this weekend. Joe, this is a game that all of a sudden, after what happened against the Cardinals, that if the Cowboys lose, we really need to dial back what the expectations are on this team. Because the Patriots have an outstanding defense. But I don't believe that you can take the Dallas Cowboys seriously. If they lose to the Patriots, they should be able to go out there, score 20 points, and win this game without sweating. That's how bad the Patriot offense is. You know, a lot of this a lot of this is on us, the individuals who bought in as hard as they did after what we saw the first two weeks of the Dallas Cowboys. Coming into the season off of back-to-back 12-win seasons, given the talent they have on both sides of the ball, yeah, the Cowboys were supposed to be pretty good, man. They're supposed to be pretty good. Whether or not they can win in the postseason is another story, but they were supposed to go out there and win regular season games. So they completely massacred the Giants in week one, who anyone paying attention to the analytics knows the Giants were not going to be as good this year as we saw last year. That's already playing out. So we shouldn't have weighted that win as significantly as we did. Then the next week you beat up on Zach Wilson and the Jets, which, let's face it, everyone's going to beat up on Zach Wilson and the Jets. It's been happening for a few years now. And now suddenly Dallas is 2-0 and and we're talking about this defense like it's one of the greatest of all times. We had raised our expectations, we had raised our view of the Cowboys, and we didn't have a lot of great evidence that suggests we should have done that. 
So then they go to Arizona, they fall flat on their face, and now we're backpedaling going, whoa, you know, what's wrong with Dallas? Nothing's wrong with Dallas. This is who they are. They're probably going to win 11, 12, maybe even 13 regular season games. Maybe they win the NFC East, and then we see them flame out in the playoffs like they normally do. This matchup against New England, I mean, how hard can this be to pull off? You're at home. You're going against a team that scored 20, 17, and 15 points. New England's offense is well below average. Defensively, they can play a little bit, but so can you. So you should win this game. There's not a whole lot to think about here. If they don't win it, basically, mm, that's who they are. They're not that great of a team, but I think the problem was us. The problem was the people who, after those first two games, thought, oh my God, watch out for Dallas, number one in the power rankings. They didn't beat anybody, and we saw that in week three. Yeah, and listen, last week was a big red flag when in crunch time, when it mattered the most, Dak Prescott tried to squeeze it in among three defenders. And it shockingly got intercepted in a red zone trip. Jerry Jones speaking on his radio show on 105.3 The Fan, saying, don't worry, all is well. I think the thing that uh, uh, is the thing that we need to zero in on is uh, when we get that ball down in there close, we've got to get touchdowns, and that's probably uh, across the board over these last three ball games. So uh, we've got a long time to go in this season. We've got a lot of room to uh, uh, really adjust and correct these things. And so it, uh, while it is uh, something to note, it's not a long-range concern. Dak can only lose this game. Dak, I, I don't believe that this is a game that Dak can go out there and win. I don't, I don't think he has to. He shouldn't have to. But the only thing he can do is lose this game by making those kind of mistakes that he made the other day. And they could talk all offseason all they want, Joe, about how the, the turnovers are going to be reduced. Okay. We saw in a pretty important spot last week against a bad opponent that was just playing very hard, that you were just as susceptible as you have been in years past. So uh, we could it's, it's all talk until I actually see the turnovers go away. Yeah, and for me, it's always been the same thing. Until you beat a good team that's well-coached in the playoffs, I'm not really buying in. It's going to take all the way up until that. Because I've seen you win in the regular season. Yeah. I've seen <clears throat> Mike McCarthy. I've seen Dak Prescott. I just... I don't see them get it done when it matters. You know, talking about what Jerry just said and the red zone issues, there are only three teams in the NFL that have converted less in the red zone than the Dallas Cowboys. Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers, (laughs) Ryan Tannehill and the Titans, C.J. Stroud and the Texans. There it is. Those are the three teams that have been worse in the red zone than the Cowboys. That's a big problem. That's a big problem considering you've played the Giants, the Jets, and the Cardinals. Like, it couldn't have been set up better for you to open your season. This is where you need to capitalize. No one's expecting 17 wins, but to just to let the Arizona game get away from you puts you in a precarious situation because Philly, in the eyes of many, doesn't even look all that sharp, and they're in casual 3-0. and That's as casual a 3-0 and record as I've ever seen in my life, what they're doing. They went down to Tampa and just stomped the Bucks. Basically, they went down there, everyone was sick, and they said, eh, this team isn't that good, and they hammered them. The defense played great, the offense played above average, and they hammered them by two scores. Nine-minute, 22-second drive to run out the game. Like, if you're Dallas, that's what you're competing with, man. Like, you got to go out there and show us that. You blew out the Giants in week one, good. What else you got? 
Because we talk about this team all the time, but the reality is until they finally deliver, no one should really buy in because the Arizona games are just waiting around the corner every few weeks. But not even the San Francisco game in a couple of weeks is going to get your attention. You go to San Francisco, you play them tight, you find a way to beat them, and now I'm going to sit here and I'm going to say, okay, okay, if Mike McCarthy can put the game plan together and he and Dak can go execute against that defense, and if the game's tight late, McCarthy navigating the clock, his timeouts, the down and distance, all the game management stuff, that's what will get me to turn. Because the problem has always been the late game scenarios for McCarthy. Not knowing when to use the timeouts, not knowing when to go for it. Prescott's the same thing. Being able to pull it off in those spots. You do that at San Francisco, I'll come on the radio Monday and I'll start talking about how it's a new era in Dallas. But I've never seen them do that before and until that happens, I'm not going to buy in that it's going to take place in the near future. One of us delivered last week and the other one didn't. Guess what? The Hembo Hammer makes mm. it retur- makes its return. It is Thursday, and that is coming up in just moments. Like, what's going on with my voice here? <clears throat> you need some lunch? Like, no. Lunch I, for the big fella? I didn't have any lunch. Didn't have any lunch. But, like, I almost went into a uh, uh, kind of thing there for a second. <laughs> and then I kind of, you know, I got I have something in my throat. I got nothing in my throat. I don't know what's going on. I haven't even had a drink. I haven't had anything. Did your voice ever crack? Like you sound, you sound to me like you just have the perfect voice all the time. No, 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 no. I've already been yelled at by the TV people because I don't know how to mute my TV mic, but I can mute my radio mic. So I'll be coughing all the time. And if you're watching the stream, you'll hear me coughing the whole show. But on radio, <laughs> it sounds like I'm never coughing. The guy, they've even told me they're like, you know, we can hear that when you cough. And it's like I don't know how many mute buttons. Like I, I can't work all these mute buttons. A simple cough can't require this much. I'm sorry. Sorry to all the TV people out there. So once again, your cough, everybody else's problem. It's their problem. Well, I mean, it's my problem because I'm coughing. Their problem having to listen to it. We're all just going to have to move forward amicably. There's no changes coming in that department. Meanwhile, I sound like a 13-year-old boy every once in a while. (laughs) My voice is changing. It's Carla versus Joey. Up next. (laughs) ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is going to be different. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Drew Carter on Sunday is going to be calling the Toy Story Fun Day football matchup. That is 9.30 a.m. It's the London game. It's between the Falcons and the Jaguars on Disney Plus and ESPN Plus. Drew joins us right now so drew from what i'm watching in the promo basically this game what's happening in the game is also going to be happening uh in the room of uh is it andy what's the young man's name i forgot about i forgot it already it's andy carlin how can it's you it. not know that i mean i know like, well like i don't have kids that's how i don't movie. know it drew does it honestly surprise you come on yeah it's a terrible job by me it's a terrible job but i don't yeah. have kids drew that's the problem well, here's the thing. Neither do I, but I've also watched about 10 combined hours of Toy Story movies on Disney Plus the last couple of weeks. So That's fair. I'm probably on a government list somewhere. They're like, why is this uh, adult male without children watching so much children's content? Especially because I did the same thing for this NHL game we did in March, which was a Big City Green themed broadcast. Big City Greens is a, a Disney Channel show. Oh, so I know. A ton of that. And it's probably the same thing. Like, why? Why is this guy without kids watching so much? But. You guys want to talk about Toy Story? I thought you wanted to bring me on to break down Sam Houston versus Jacksonville State on ESPNU tonight. That's, that's oh, what I've got don't, up next. Drew, you want to talk about that? Don't get me excited like that. There's Joe no one that loves it. obscure college football more than your boy. We can find <laughs> wagering angles. We can just, please, I can only get so excited in one segment. In one segment. But maybe we'll, we'll dive into some of that on the back end. Take us through what this broadcast is going to look like, though. This is We've had some of these alternative broadcasts that have come out in recent years. I think people need to be educated on, on them a little bit because they can be awesome when you turn them on. You yeah. just got to understand what you're watching. How does this work out? It's extremely cool technology, guys. And honestly, it makes my job easy. You know, I'm calling it with Booger McFarland and Pepper personally. And for us, it's just a matter of going in there and not screwing it up because there are so many smart people working on this show, so many creative people who have put in a ton of time. I mean, this has been a four-month undertaking. You know, that's how it was for the NHL game, and it's the same thing for Toy Story and the, and the NFL. The way it works is it, the guys are animated live, right? So it's a joint collaboration between Pixar and the animators who created Toy Story to make the football players look like toys that would fit into that universe, into Andy's room. Carlin, don't forget his name, please. Yeah. Andy's room. <laughs> And then they bring in this outside company called Beyond Sports, which is a company from the Netherlands. I mean, we're getting global to put these broadcasts on. They use the same player tracking technology that gives you the next-gen stats, right? Like, how fast was Tyreek Hill really running on that touchdown? Those player tracking shifts are the same things they use to animate the players in real time. Then you add in motion capture technology from a different third-party company. They come in from Brooklyn to Bristol put me, Booger, and Pepper in motion capture suits so we can be animated, so we look like we're in the universe. And then ultimately you've got a producer, Brian Boyle, who also produces a high-level college football game for us every week. Jeff Nelson is our director. You've got Spike and Chip and Sparky from the animation team at Disney. It's an amazing undertaking. And ultimately, guys, we're just a small part of it, and it's up to us to just not screw it up. Got to ask a follow-up here. Got to ask a follow-up. Have you seen what you will look like animated 
Did you have the ability to influence that character in a way that might make you look a little bit more than what we're accustomed to seeing? Well, Joe, it's a fantastic question. You would know the answer if you followed me on Twitter. And we posted multiple radio shows together, and you still don't follow me. So I'm actually going to tell you to go check it out on Twitter, at Drudel25, that's DrewDLE25, and you can see what I'll look like on Sunday. Uh, we'll see about that. We'll see about it. I want to hear what you have to say about Jacksonville State first. Well, now i got to go see it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In other words, should I take the points tonight? That's what Joe wants to know. <laughs> yeah, are there going to be overs you, you and unders? Go under, you want to go under tonight, guys. Sorry. You want to go under, then take the over on Sunday in the Jacksonville. Hey, is it, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm on the page right now. It says I'm following you. Oh, you do? Nice. Well, maybe just like try looking at. Maybe don't mute me next time. Well, yeah, that was about to say. No, that's no, no, what's no, no, no. You don't get to throw. No, this. you don't get to throw that comment out there after the first comment was wrong. Maybe I'm just not on Twitter <laughs> stalking you like you're stalking these Toy Story movies. You ever think about that? <laughs> that is a fair point. I do need to be less online, especially when it comes to Toy Story. That's uh, I am Drew. I am looking at your animated pictures. I just followed you on Twitter, and now I, I basically oh, so wait, you weren't following him. I, I was not Drew. I was, and that's a terrible job by me. But I am now, and as I'm looking at it, like you could not look better as an animated character, and that's why I would not want to do this because I am going to look worse than Homer Simpson if I end up doing it. <laughs> something a project like this like you look like the prototypical good. television anchor here you couldn't be better i'd make this i'd put this and make it your tinder profile bud yeah this looks really good drew <laughs> that, that's a good tip yeah what i told them is hey can you make me look like david muir from abc <laughs> yes. and they were like they did 100 we got you and and, and that's the key, guys, is, you know, they always tell you when you're coming up in this business, just treat everyone with respect because you never know. Like, it's a small industry. You never know who you're going to run into on the back end. So that's really why I'm nice to all the people who do the animation so they can make me look handsome in Toy Story version. And then, you know, maybe some people are watching on Sunday and they say, oh, Drew Carter, not a bad looking guy. Let's look him up in real life. Oh, my God. No, never mind. Let me close that right away. So. But for those five seconds between when they see me in animated form and then they see me in real life, it'll be nice. I have to tell you, it's Drew Carter with us who will be calling uh, on ESPN Plus and Disney Plus the Toy Story uh, Fun Day football game this Sunday morning between the Falcons and the Jaguars. And uh, all this really has done, because I have to see such a ridiculously handsome animation picture of you, is kind of annoy me. That's really what it's done. Good, good. Well, that's really what we're going for. It's not about, uh, you know, getting kids interested in football. It's not about promoting Toy Story. It's, it's all about annoying Carlin. So, well, yeah, but- glad, glad to hear that. But it has been, it has been fun for me because I can make my profile picture on social media an animated version of myself so I can kind of keep the mystery of what I actually look like in real life, which is good for me. But it is pretty cool here that you get this chance to do this and get kids involved like it. I would absolutely, I will absolutely turn this on and want to watch and see how this is going to play out. Yeah, you know, all jokes aside, guys, it's probably the coolest thing I've had the chance to do at ESPN. And no offense to your producer Evan Wilner, who I've worked with a couple times, and you know, hosting on ESPN Radio, also awesome. But this this is just like a little bit different because when when you're calling a traditional game or, or hosting a radio show, you never really know the impact you're having. You know, you hope that you're entertaining. You hope that you're informative. You hope that you tell stories in a way that maybe moves people. But you never really see it as as directly as I did the first time I did something like this with with the NHL 
and Big City Greens broadcast. Like, we had people, and I was lucky to do that with Kevin Weeks, who has a huge following on social media. And so we would get tweets from people like, hey, my seven-year-old in Syracuse has never seen hockey before in his life but has not missed a second of this broadcast. And so hearing that and thinking, like, you know what, maybe we have a chance to hook some people on sports and have them experience why we love these games so much, that's really, really special. And, and let's be honest, like, I, I thought that NHL Big City Greens thing went really well and we had amazing people working on the show. This is, like, times 100, right, because it's Toy Story. Everyone's seen Toy Story. There's a huge nostalgia factor there. Even if you don't have kids, I think you'll still want to see it because who doesn't love those movies? And then it's the NFL. I mean, we're talking about the Shield. Like, everyone's going to want to watch that game. It's the only game happening at that time. I think a lot of people will say, let's check this out. Let's see what they're doing. Let's see how ridiculous it looks to see Woody on the sideline of an NFL game. Let's see how good Trevor Lawrence's hair looks flowing out of the back of his helmet <laughs> as a toy figurine. Uh, so we, we've got some really cool stuff planned, and I'm, I'm super excited. And, again, just a small part of it, but can't wait. Looking forward to it. It's Sunday morning. It is Jaguars Falcons, 9.30 a.m. on Disney Plus and ESPN Plus. Drew, enjoy it. Good luck. Appreciate you guys. Take the Sam Houston under tonight. They're averaging 3.3 points per game this year. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. boy. What's the over-under on that one, 28? Oh, oh we'll get God. there. Uh, listen, before we step aside for a moment, it is time for you know what. Let us get to it. It is the Hembo. You must be here for the uh, trivia challenge. Do you have the answer to this week's trivia question? Oh, I love trivia. What's up, boys? It's hammer time. This is the Hembo Hammer. Every time I hear that, what's up, boys? It's hammer time. Let's hear from him. I'm going to be very clear. I think I might abstain this week. I'm tired of this segment. I'm tired of the way it's so sloppily laid out. I might, this might be an, I might abstain. You can go ahead and make your selection. I don't know if I'm going to want to deal with this this week. As we know, you've had many issues with the semantics of questions in the last few weeks. Well, I'm getting uh, them right, but everyone keeps telling me I'm getting them wrong. And by the letter of the law, I'm right. But eh, well, here nor there. For the hell of it, let's hear what he has to say. Here's the Hembo Hammer. All right, boys, it's Hammer time. We got Thursday night football at Lambeau Field tonight, and it raises this question. Which player has scored the most career touchdowns at Lambeau Field? Who has the most touchdowns at Lambeau? Good luck. Mm, interesting question. Once it again, is- ambiguous, and I can point it out immediately, <laughs> and we'll have to do it on the other side. Hembo has got to find a way to clean this up. The answer in moments. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. 
With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. You must be here for the uh, trivia challenge. Do you have the answer to this week's trivia question? Oh, I love trivia. What's up, boys? It's Hammer Time. This is the Himbo Hammer. What a shock. We once again have Joe complaining about the phrasing of the question from Hembo during the break. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. So we have two different versions of it before you answer. So let's hear the long version first to give people some context on what your problem is going to be. Here is the original question from Hembo. All right, boys, it's hammer time. We got Thursday night football at Lambeau Field tonight, and it raises this question. Which player has scored the most career touchdowns at Lambeau Field? Who has the most touchdowns at Lambeau? Good luck. Okay. okay. What, what's very clear up, Very clearly a problem there, because he, in the first question, asks, who has scored the most touchdowns at Lambeau? And then he ends it by saying, who has the most touchdowns at Lambeau? And yet all of you get mad at me for pointing things like this out. How about he cleans it up? Anyone ever think about that as an alternative here? Hembo cleans up his line of questioning so that we don't have this problem every single week. I don't think it's a, a reach on his part to say that he laid it out clearly in the first phrasing of the question. And then when he says who has the most touchdowns to follow it up, that's what he means. He is in the spoken word business. We are going to take his words seriously. The first question is scored. The second question is who has. Now, if I wanted to play this my way, I'd go out there and I'd obviously be going with one of two options, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. But since everyone has complained so much about how I'm lawyering this up, I'll play along with you simpletons for the sake of the segment. All right, so here's how he asked it a second time. Let's see if we get any more clarification. Which player has scored the most career touchdowns at Lambeau Field. Who has the most touchdowns at Lambeau? Good luck. Evan Wilner, before we give answers here, weigh in on this. Um, has there been any communication with Hembo yeah. on the problems that we have run well, into with his phrasing of questions? So Hembo knew it was going to be a problem. He wanted at, like, he literally was out. So did he purposely then make it a problem based no. on how he worded it? No, mm. he just wanted you to know, specifically Joe, not to answer a quarterback. He texted me and said, it's non-quarterback. Make sure that they know I'm emphasizing scored. And which he does the first time. Then he just tries to like on the back end say it quickly and but like 
Hembo's a good producer in that he gave me the information behind the scenes and wanted me to get it to Joe. So oh, I did that. Okay. So, he so gave just me the so we're clear. You have all the information you need to answer so the question. So just so we're clear, there's an audio version and then there are footnotes where I'm supposed to wait for you to give me his text <laughs> updates for a simple question. Is yes. that what you're telling me? I got to consult with eight people to figure out what the question is? Do you have all of the information you need to answer this question correctly? I have all the information I need to quit this show. That's what I have. I have all the information I have to quit the show, the company, and just go deal blackjack down on the strip. Unbelievable that this always happens. The fact that he reached out to you with text to clarify highlights the problem I have every week with this and the ambiguities we face with these questions. Right, so now, now that's because I'm, I'm going to be the professional here, I'm going to be the adult in the room, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to answer it the way all of you see fit so that everyone can move on with their day amicably. How does that sound? Thank you. Wow. Carlin, you can go first. I got an answer here. I have no, I, I don't, I'm not very confident in it. I have it written down, so I'll, 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 I'll cede the floor to you. I have a feeling some people are tired of hearing me talk. I have three answers that have come to mind. Oh. And I'm, and I'm still deciding which one I'm going to use. You want me to go first? Yes, but uh, I'll tell you what the three answers are. Okay, go ahead. Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, Amon Green. Mm. Those are the three that come to mind right now, and I'm still deciding on one. I am leaning Amon Green right now. But okay. anyway, what do you think? I have one that is not one of those three, but okay. in a similar era. I'm going to go with Donald Driver. Donald Driver. Okay. Okay. I'm going to roll Amon Green here. I'm going to roll Amon Green. Just because of the running back factor. Might okay. have a little more play to it. Should we be thinking Sterling Sharp now that his brother works with Stephen A? It's a fair point. Um, it's a very fair point. I thought of it briefly. I'm going to stick to Green. Maybe okay. maybe I'll be wrong here, but I, I thought about Sterling Sharp too. All right. Who has scored the most touchdowns in Lambeau Field history. Here's the answer. The correct answer is Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson scored 43 ah. touchdowns in the frozen tundra. Ah. Such a great question. Unfortunate we couldn't get it right. <laughs> Just unfortunate worst. that it didn't break our way this week. You're the worst. Good question, though, Hambo. Can't wait till next week. Can't wait for you to service up the old screw job next week. The I just, you know, I, I, <laughs> he's not paying it, paid anything extra for this. So, like, at what point does Hembo quit? Like, you just said you're quitting the show, but like, at what point oh, does Hembo just it, get hey, tired of giving these questions? Let, let's to you take guys. people behind the scenes for a second, okay? Hembo's a little thirsty, okay? He enjoys the attention. Hembo, little thirsty in all of this. When we suggested this, it was. Absolutely no problem. Done. I can, the more Hembo, the better across every platform in his mind. I, contrary to what people might think, I really like Hembo. I really do. I, I, yeah, I, and I, I enjoy him personally, him. too. I've spoken to him. I enjoy him. I just enjoy breaking people more, and I am going to break him before this is all said and done. These but, questions, I, that you can't be, you can't, we can't be, we can't be sloppy. We can't be sloppy with it. We got to have these questions coming out. They got to be razor sharp. And, you know, we're going to get him to a point. This show is going to improve him. He's going to be a better person having done this show. Shame on you, Evan, for suggesting he would quit. He's a man of, of character and of principle. He will rise above. He will rise above. I, I, would, like, I, I, I would like to think so. 
but it, it, it wouldn't kill him to actually just say the question the same way twice, <laughs> as opposed to throwing the wild card in. It wouldn't kill him. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.